and thank you for listening to to another episode of Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode four, and today we're talking about 13 Assassins. Um, I'm Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Chad, insert Japanese racial joke here, Evans. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Already. Goodness gracious. Um, Cornelius, damn that town had a lot of swords, Logan. (laughs) And I'll take Sam, words for 400. And Sam, usually we kill the cows before we cook them vector. Yes. Uh, so let's let's dive into 13 Assassins. Well, before we dive in, you're asking yourself, what is 13 Assassins? Well, I had never heard of this film until um, somebody on, on the cast made me watch it. Um, <laughs> and, and this is what 13 Assassins is. A group of assassins come together for a suicide mission to kill an evil lord. There you go. Okay. So once again, IMDb with your short, concise um, plot summary. That so it really us, it's like Lord of the Rings, but in Japan? Uh, it's like every other movie made, except in <laughs> Japan, except all those other movies that are made in Japan. Okay. Um, uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. I hated this movie. Amen. <laughs> This Amen, was brother. the worst two Appreciate. hours I have spent watching TV in a long time. I I can't describe. I mean, I'm going to have to because that's my job here. But yep. I can't really describe in, in words how much I hated watching this. I was uncomfortable. I was bored. I couldn't freaking see anything because they didn't have a damn light in Japan, apparently. They decided to be natural and use campfire light everywhere. Couldn't see what was going on. Well, you, you do know they didn't have electricity during this time, correct? But right. they ran electricity around the camera. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> they didn't have electricity in Lord of the Rings, but that looked great, okay? Um, this, you, I couldn't hear anything. Was there a, a composer? Did, was there music to this? I couldn't hear any music. Um, and that could have been you know, my... I, I was watching on my iPad, so maybe that's, maybe that's my problem there. So I'll forgive that to the iPad and I couldn't hear it very well. Um, I, I, we are a lot we, of sound effects, but I didn't really catch a lot of music. Yeah. It was a lot of, a lot of swords chopping, you know, um, celery and, um, slicing meat and squishy. Uh, other squishy noises. Yeah. There was a lot of that going on. Um, and before I really get into what you guys felt, I'm going to go ahead and I'm throwing down, I'm throwing down the gauntlet right here. I'm, I've I've taken the gloves off, and I'm saying cheap seat reviews, bylaws, this is happening from now on. I will never watch a movie that requires more than half of the reading of the of that movie requires more than half of the reading. I'm not doing it anymore. Well, when you read on the second grade level, you know, you do kind of have to. Uh, and that's fine. I, went I to a, second this motion. I, I went to a state school, and I'm fine with that, okay? And uh, by the uh, way, we all went to the same state school. Um, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, Chad said he's taking the motion. So I, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, by all means, whatever, whatever rules, uh, rules of whatever. Um, this, I'm, I'm more excited about talking of how bad I hated this movie than actually <laughs> watching the movie itself. And this movie wasn't one of those movies where it was bad for the sake of bad, so we can laugh and poke fun of it. No, this was an in earnest movie, and. I, there was just no read to me. There was nothing redeeming about it. Even when Sam kept convincing me, keep watching, <laughs> keep watching. There's, there's a great fight scene at the end. I was kind of bored during that too, because quite frankly, we use the phrase, you know, the, the, when bad guys go to the Imperial stormtrooper school oh, of shooting. Yeah, this was, they definitely went to the Imperial stormtrooper sword Academy. These guys were the worst. Uh, lightsaber. Ever. They use lightsabers, I believe. Actually, Like, like yeah. these guys couldn't freaking hit anything. I mean, there's 9,000 of them and they would stand around while these other guys talk to each other. Like, what are you doing? So somebody, Sam, Defend your movie. This was your movie. Yeah, this was my movie, and and I I actually enjoyed this movie. Um, and uh, one of the reasons I enjoyed it was because it was a a lesson in uh, foreign history. Um, you got to uh, kind of figure out how feudal Japan worked in terms of honor, class, 
uh, even the samurai code, things like that. You know, uh, you know, everybody here probably thought Harry Carey was a, uh, you know, announcer for the Chicago Cubs or whoever that was. But, I'm uh, Harry Carey. And it's, <laughs> that was a terrible, <laughs> but, um, was a terrible impression, by the way. That was bad. Uh, <laughs> But well, anyway, so okay. I, I enjoyed it. Certainly, it has its flaws. It certainly like Jerry does. Lewis. But, if if but, I could uh, inter, if I could interject for a moment, Sam, I'm, I'm your your logic isn't flawed there. It's but, just wrong. But really, if I wanted to learn about feudal Japan and how the government of the Shogun worked, and I'm going to have to read about it. I'm going to look in a world history book because, you know, I work in a high school and I'll just go ahead and tell you right now that that world history book is a whole lot more interesting than watching the reading this movie. Right. No, you know, my question is, was it the reading that turned you off? No, 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 it it wasn't the reading. It was the reading was part of it again. And I don't want I don't want please send your emails, by the way, send your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. We want your emails. We want to read them on the air and have a good time with it. That being said, don't send your emails. Ooh, Sean's uncultured guy doesn't like to read. <laughs> I like to read books, and that's fine. I really liked Dances with Wolves, and about a third of that movie is reading, and I'm fine with that. It's not the reading. It's, one, it was bad acting. They were all... Well, yeah. Can I... Let, let me stop you there, because there are a few things I could probably agree with you guys on. Um, the first off, the first hour and 15 minutes of the movie is long, long long yeah um too much character development we know already what honor is just get to it you know the the last 45 minute battle which is how long that thing lasted was sometimes a jarbled mess Mm -hmm. you you couldn't tell who was who right um i really couldn't tell who was who for the whole thing See, uh, insert racist. Insert uh, racist. And I'm not a racist. Person, it has nothing to do honestly, with being. It has nothing to do with racist. It, it has to do with it's. It, we're we're not used to that. I'm sure we all look alike to them too. So I'm sure. Uh, send uh, not your, me. Send your hate email to hate mail too. <laughs> um, no, but anyway, it jarbled mess again. I I did, especially this was my second time going through it. I I envisioned the celery being sliced, the meat being pounded, of course. Um, notice the really bad CGI on the flaming livestock. Oh my god! Uh, absolutely, that was uh, that was disturbing. I wasn't, but, I wasn't so, ready for that. But I did enjoy the fact that it felt like, and maybe it was because of the celery stock, the sword hit things. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the little bit of comedy that the the. Uh, wilderness guy i don't even know how to describe him well the wilderness guy brought to it um yeah no and, one's saying anything about that yet because i <laughs> he, let's go further well we, we can go more about him in a second uh, yeah what you're saying sam is is i'm kind of tracking with the first hour and 15 is horrifically long it's yeah. it's it's damn boring truth be told um yeah. it was confusing and again like you said they went so far into character development that basically, to me, this movie was it was made in Japan by a Japanese director and a Japanese crew. Um, this is this is to me this was was intended for a Japanese a audience. Japanese audience, yeah, which that is, is which more is more inclined to to probably like some of the ideas it was presenting to you, right? So, but to me, I kept felt feeling like that they were. They had, he'd made this movie with us dumb Americans in mind that we have to beat them over the face with our sword. The fact that honor is a big damn deal to them and that they would die. They would rather die serving someone than, than to just live a useless life. And that, I mean, everyone just wanted to die in this damn movie, except the bad guy who then, who, when he did die, had the worst death ever. <laughs> yes. Um, that gets back to bad acting. No one could act in this movie. Um, I, to me, everyone was just angry acting, except weird wilderness guy, who was just your typical weird Japanese stereotype dude who makes funny faces and and yeah. and jumps up and down and says, "I'll show you, you crazy samurai." So okay, did you did you by the way did you get that the guy was immortal? Damn it, Sam. Well, he said it in the movie. <laughs> No, he he actually um, he was representing a a forced spirit. 
Yes. Again, something that only a Japanese audience would understand. All right. So I, I totally didn't get that. I mean, I, yeah. I the, literally the guy says, "Are you immortal?" And he says, "No, I fight bears, you know, all day." So this was this was nothing. This, yeah. These are just scratches. So to me, I just thought, oh, he was the only likable character, so we're going to keep him alive. Yeah. All right. So um, for those of you who who are listening. Um, the, the the guy in question is uh, the last the thirteenth assassin they pick up, and um, you know they go through this horrific battle, and pretty much everybody dies except for one guy, yep. including the, the the forest guy. Well, who gets stabbed he, through the neck through and the neck sliced, sliced and open. So um, at the end of the movie, you got the one guy left walking through the aftermath, and this guy comes running up. He's like, "Hey, hey, what's going hey, on?" What's up? And yeah. not just and not just walking up. He's like he's skipping. He's, he's skipping and jumping <laughs> over the dead people. It's like whoop doo wee. And then he says, "Oh, did you cut off the guy's head?" And he says, "Yeah." And he was like, "I miss oh, all I the fun." Uh, Upashi. Upashi was Upashi. her name. Well, that was no. The, Upashi was his his the girl, the girl he was after. Yeah. yeah. Then he say, "I miss Upashi." After uh, yeah, well, he misses her. I yeah, he he says that like after you know after the horrific oh, oh, battle, yeah, he's yeah. been stabbed through the neck. He's miraculously well, and then you know, guys like God, oh, this this was a terrible battle. And he goes, "Yeah, I miss Upashi still." Yeah, he his character again to me though was the only likable character. He was the only character that showed emotion besides anger. Uh, except the other guy who was the Ronin for hire, I liked yeah. him just because yeah. he had a big staff. Um, and then, oh yeah, he did. Mm. You know, and he uh, he was to me he was the only other interesting character. Why do you want to do this? Because you're going to pay me. I don't care which, about your causes. Oh, so you're the Han Solo of the group? Okay. Um, uh, and uh, that's the only thing I can. That's the only character I can relate him to. Um, I'm staring at IMDb in the face right now. This thing got a 7.6 rating out of 39,000 users. So clearly I am not one of those users that voted for <laughs> a 7.6. Um, right, so I, uh, I'm actually kind of with Sam. Okay. I hated, I hated the first chunk of the movie cause it was yeah. slow and I actually kind of felt that they didn't develop the characters enough. And now and I know, well, and I know why right, you Courtney. think, I, I, I can't disagree with you more. I, I, I'm I'm with Sean on this. All right, one. so we've got I, team um, all vans and all vans, all vans, <laughs> and team Lobter, um, Vegan, um, Lobter, whatever. Okay, so, so, so hold on, hold on. I just want to make this because I only wrote like six notes for this movie because I was so bored that I just forgot to write notes. Um, they made. They took their time and went out of their way to explain that the bad guy was the evilest thing ever. Not only does this guy rape another woman and then kill her, kill her husband in front of her and then do torturous type things to her. Not only does he later cut off a woman's arms and legs after he's done with her. And and tongue. And tongue. And we got to see that graphic thing happen. He... He was using children as target practice for his for his bow and arrow. Like, we get it. He's a bad guy. And like that's all they kept showing me was that he's a bad guy and that his and his minions would die to serve this guy to protect their old ways of life. And then you've got this old samurai who's like, Yeah, sure, I got nothing to live for. I might as well just go kill this guy because you asked me to. I just to me, the character development of the bad guy, it was just that. He's just a bad guy. And in the last seconds of his life, he completely 180s. Thank you for showing me what war is like and it's exciting. And and then he dies and he's he's sad and he's lonely well, and he doesn't want well, to... Well, he wanted more war. If you remember, he turned yeah, he to wanted... Hanabei or whatever his name was and said, ooh, let's start the Age of War again. This is fun, basically. Right, which at that point, I actually kind of thought that he was going to turn on him and then kill him. That yeah, would have been a I, better I, I, movie. I really expect that to happen. You're like, oh, really? Well, I've seen war, and now I'm going to kill you. Like, like I thought that was actually going to happen. I think that would have been a better movie than letting the other guy stab him so that he could stab him. Um, so I, I again, I, I think it's it's a problem with with audience. Um, you know, we view it in in America through American eyes, well, of course, and you know, we want that instant gratification. We want, 
we want to see something more. We're used to the lone cowboy on the range who, uh, who on, whose honor is unto himself. Um, I think with Jap- Japanese samurai and the idea of samurai and loyalty, especially loyalty to the shogun, um, this kind of explains that. You know, these guys aren't good guys. The samurais aren't good guys because they're dishonoring the shogun by killing his is it his second son? I yeah, he's he's the, he's the brother yeah. to the current shogun, or yeah, or he's like the illegitimate child of somebody. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, um, but I, you know, Corny was starting to talk about it, but, I'm but sorry. I agree. I agree with with Corny that the first hour and forty five minutes of this movie, well, they tried to do a lot of character development, and I think in in, in the Japanese state of mind, the Japanese audience enjoys that type of thing where they are, you know, you're trying to convince a Japanese audience that these samurais are going to do the right thing are are going to follow the Shogun and show them why they aren't. That's why there's so much of this guy being showed, showed bad. But what I believe they did poorly, uh, and, and, you know, I'm not saying this is the best movie I've ever seen, of course, but what I did, they believe they did poorly in terms of what I was looking for was I wanted to see the characters of the the 12 samurai that we saw for the majority of those hour and 45 or hour and uh, 15 minutes. I want to see some different people. You know, you got to see the leader. You got to see uh, the, the one Ronin that came on. You got to see a couple of what masters and apprentices, maybe. Yeah. I wasn't even hundred percent sure with that, but it was, that's where they went wrong in my eyes. I think if they would have showed personalities and maybe even differing fighting styles or, you know, like you said, you liked that guy because he had a big staff and was fighting with the big staff. You know, I think we could have enjoyed it more in the terms of being an American audience. Believe it or not, folks, this movie has been cut down for international audiences. I believe it's, it. It is, I believe, another 20 to 30 minutes longer uh, for Japanese and and that might explain some of the dumb goofs in this movie. Like they're climbing in the woods, and all of a sudden they're on horseback. And I yeah. thought, where do they get horses from? So there maybe there's a scene where they buy horses from somebody. And um, uh, and, and I believe that. Here, here's I, I see I hear what you're saying, Sam. Um, yeah, it, it's it's made for a Japanese audience. Fine. Um, so my first question is then why the hell did we watch it? <laughs> because um, we're being cultured. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, um see lay is culture um and i can understand what's going on that's because it's in english uh, but they're also singing and it's actually and there's a lot of french going on too so let, let's just remember that well serenity had some chinese in it yeah and i understood what was going on because i understood the <laughs> meaning they never subtitled the chinese but you knew well, what they was couldn't going. <laughs> well they couldn't Do they, oh, they, not, they, they did not have anyway yeah, they could. Yeah. They just didn't because they we knew what they were saying. Like we got the point. In this movie, everyone's just angry acting. They're all just mad at each other. They're always mad, even when the guys come up and they're like hugging each other. They're still mad at each other because they've got these stern faces on. And again, that's the culture. It's the samurai, and I get that. Um, Can uh, I ask you a quick question? Uh, please. How many of us uh, have watched anime like? Not uh, not like Dragon Ball Z, but the really weird, well, what we would consider weird stuff. Not um, me. I, I, I've watched Dragon Ball Z, and I watched the first season of the the Bounty Hunter, Jet, and... Um, Cowboy Bebop. Ba- Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Now I like okay. some Cowboy Bebop. That's, that's, so that's that don't, does that really count? I think well, it, uh, here's, I here's, where I'm, so. here's kind of where I'm going with this. Um... As I watched the the characters and I watched the, the the movie, and again the first hour and fifteen minutes, uh, please do something else while that's going on. <laughs> um, but as it, as it as it went along, and I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, they really overplayed the bad guy, and they really did some other weird stuff. And I realized immediately that this is basically anime. Uh, this is, I mean, now it's, it's not as uh, grandiose as as animes can be, but you know, a super bad guy, like we get the point. He's bad. He's evil. He is beyond evil. And then, um, you get to the end where obviously, um, the leader of the assassins could have just killed this guy. He walks up to him, allows himself to get stabbed 
and then stabs that guy and kills him. That's something you would see in a movie like that. And so my impression of the movie changed because I thought, well, I kind of like anime. All of a sudden, this movie makes a little bit more sense to me, including the weird random spirit, I mean, a tree spirit. Uh, And that made a lot of sense to me. So maybe from, yeah, I I would just say that this movie just doesn't work uh, in America. Just it's 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 too weird unless you've seen enough weird stuff where you go, okay, that's normal. So now I can take it. And I think that's why I ended up actually liking this movie. Yeah. Well, clearly it doesn't work in America because they had a budget of six million dollars, which I'm pretty sure they probably spent three million on just blood. Fake oh, especially the explosion. Can we talk about the yeah, explosion? Yeah, I was going to get there in a second. Flash of blood. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This I want to make a point for just a second. <laughs> this thing grossed in America $802,000. Okay, so. I don't clearly, believe it was widely released in America, though. Um, well, I could find out if you want me to, but um, it doesn't matter. That's yeah. not the point. Um, so th- that was just, my point was that, yes, it obviously didn't do very well in America, even if it probably had a very limited run. Um, uh, this type of movie doesn't obviously work very well in America, um, for several reasons. One, Americans don't like to read. Um, I'm generalizing, don't send your email to your hate mail. Um, but, but you know what just I mean? Just remember folks, it's Corny and Sam that like to read and can. I, yeah, I like to read and I do read. So stop it. <laughs> It's I just, is dumb. Um, I, and I don't want to. I don't want to portray this whole image that I don't like to read in my movies. Again, some of the best movies I've ever seen had subtitles. And going into this, I knew it had subtitles, and I'm fine with that. The part of the problem is, is that I couldn't. Part of it, and this is going to sound real racist, and I don't mean it to be. It's just they all sounded very similar. They all had these very deep, gruff angry voices and so like when two people are talking unless the camera was showing me his mouth move i didn't know who was speaking um Uh and that's just a again and maybe that's the the issue of me watching on my ipad instead of on like a nice big tv is that i oh no no that problem existed everywhere you are 100 percent right about yeah and the final battle so we're going to talk about this thing that sam just talked about so (laughs) i'm watching this movie and, and there's some really fantastical things going on and so i kept thinking to myself are they trying to be in earnest and very serious and very period specific and we're only going to do things that would have happened in the 1830s is that when this happens i can't remember um 1844 1844 very specific and all of a sudden this dude blows himself up with a bomb (laughs) and it's just one other guy yeah, on top and, of him, yeah. And we see then the he, he gets ready to light the fuse, and then we, we pan to another shot. We're not pan, but we cut to another scene where this guy's fighting, and we're looking up at this three-story building, and all of a sudden about 5,000 gallons of blood, <laughs> fake blood, crash down onto this thing as if it had been dropped from a blimp or one of those airplanes dumping <laughs> that chemical into forest fires. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We had a problem? Yeah, the, the forest fire airplane. Yeah, the, yeah that's... I, I have to admit, I laughed. I loved it. I laughed I, too, it, but I wasn't supposed to. That's <laughs> that's where the movie kept failing. I wasn't supposed to laugh at that because you can't you can't do that in this movie. You know what I'm saying? You can't well, you can't have ghosts in the darkness and the lion run off into the to the woods with the, a person, and all of a sudden there's a geyser of blood pouring out of of the fields where he ripped the guy's head off. You can't do that. You do that. In Hobo with a Shotgun, because that oh. movie is is <laughs> so farcical, it doesn't matter. I think that I think what the the point of something like that, especially at that point in the movie, was to give you a little bit of See, a mental break. There's way better ways to do that than something that dumb. Have I didn't that, think it was dumb. I thought it was fun. It was so dumb. It took me <laughs> out of a really bad movie. Um, Honestly, though, you were never into this really bad movie. I was trying to be. That's the problem. It's like I kept trying to get in. Like I'm watching this this fighting sequence, which was horrible. I mean, one, you couldn't see anything. And and they all looked alike, as in they were all wearing the exact ah, same clothes. Stop it, Sam. They were all wearing the exact same clothes. So With the all... same haircut. And so it's With like, the same haircut, yeah. Like, Except give, for, uh, that that give was this... a typical samurai haircut to uh, make the... Well, it didn't helmets. make identification any easier. Oh no! It just it just makes the helmet sit a little easier on the head. So then give 
give our samurai, our, our heroes, give them a different uniform and give the, the soldiers something different. But, of course, <laughs> by the time when they're all bloodied and, and dirty, they all look the same anyway. I mean, it wouldn't matter what race you are. You're, gonna, you're, be, you're filthy. But that bomb thing was so dumb. Then I thought to myself, is this a, is this a farcical comedy? Like, well, what about the the, the moving walls of log? And that was the, that was real oh. dumb. I'm like, holy crap! Did we just enter into like Home, Home Alone, Alone Four? <laughs> Lost in Japan? I just <laughs> and the mechanisms that they used for that thing were so precise. I thought, geez, these guys got some good technology back then. Engineering skills. Um, that's a, that's oh, the first training of samurai, by the way. And. And another part, though, is that I forgot what year it was because they kept talking about feudal Japan, but they kept using, you know, these class systems. And I kept thinking that it was way earlier. And then these guys showed up with guns. And I thought, oh, okay, so we're now we're, we're in at least in the gunpowder age. Here's here's one question. Did, did any of them let out a single shot? No. I don't no. remember a single shot being fired, especially when they were they were trapped where they were shooting them with arrows. Right. Which that was one part that that kind of pissed me off because they put down the arrows a lot sooner than they probably should have. Yeah, considering was, the amount of people they were fighting. Yeah, they and blow again. up a bunch of guys and then they're like, "Oh, we've killed." I think he even throws out a number like, "Oh, there's a hundred. I think yeah. it was seventy. Is actually what he said. Yeah, he's like, "There are a hundred and thirty left." I think his his line or something. And he's like, "Enough petty tricks." And then they end up doing more petty tricks with more walls and crap moving. But, and explosives. And they blew up another house with like a bunch of people in it. Yeah, the house um, was kind of cool. That and was cool. Damage. Yeah, the house blowing up was actually really cool. Um, it was it, it was well done. I think and they, big. Yeah, I mean, they, they actually blew up a house. They built it and blew it up. I mean, they probably spent probably another million just doing that of their six. And then that's why the, the, the horses falling into the bridge. They were mean to animals in this movie. The horses falling in the bridge and the the bulls on fire looked real bad. Um, I think I could probably flash animate some of that stuff better um, in Adobe. Uh, so again, th- this no is this the worst movie I've ever seen? No. Um, but the problem is, is that I've seen worse movies that I had way more fun watching. Um, and I think I think Chad, you're on the same page with me on that one, right? Oh, same page, paragraph three. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're 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 right there. Yeah, you you can go have your your Sam and Corny. You can go watch your uh your cultured movie Samurai. Yeah, Chad and I are going to go watch Star Crash and have a good time. Heck yeah. Um, well, Chad, did did the movie have any redeeming qualities to you? Did, mm, not, not really. <laughs> not 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 really. Can you I mean, can you name it, anything that you liked? I liked it when the it bad ended. guy got killed. It ended. <laughs> but the ending was so like eh, I'm just going to walk Ralph into the sunset with a smile it was the only smile in the entire <laughs> movie was in the last like two seconds where Actually, the one uh, un, unlike un, uh, word or the guy the, the, the unsung hero or the hero that you didn't really expect that that finds himself and is like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna give up this life of gambling and I'm gonna be a good guy. Uh, that trope. Yeah, I, I didn't even get that. I, I I didn't know who this guy was. Well, he called him uncle. He said like oh, my, my uncle. He, he called him uncle. That's or, right, because that's right. He yeah. got him out of some brothel or something, didn't he? Right. Well, yeah. yeah. And, he's, and he okay. He said uh, nephew and. Uh, go oh, live okay. your life. I set you free. Don't be a samurai. Go live your life. And so he's like, I'm going to go to America and sleep with women. Oh, okay. So you've really changed. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Chad, you're, you're right. Yeah, the movie ending was the was – the, was the, but you're wrong though, Chad. There was another laugh. Earlier, oh, yeah, the bad guy laughed. Well, he laughed all the time. There was actually – the, the, the most awkward thing in the movie to me was like you got naked um, paraplegic girl. Oh and, yeah, and the freaking hero just starts laughing at her. I'm like, what just happened? Is this like a funny thing? And he goes, now the the fates have smiled on me. I now have a purpose. I'm like, this this horrible woman just watched you laugh at her. You sadistic <laughs> bastard, you. Um, and and you're the hero. So I just I can't talk enough about how bad of the swordplay was. Um, because you would th- like you would think that. 
these these people who live by the sword or live for the sword, you know, they would be better. You, we would see a much better fighting sequence. Yeah, these those those soldiers were the worst. I mean, they literally stood around, and maybe they don't want to all jump in because they might cut their buddy or something. But and clearly, I don't know swordplay very well. I've never done it, obviously. Um, I just. It was oh. kind of bad. I mean, you're right, Sam. Why did they put their bows and arrows down? Freaking yeah. use every damn arrow you got. Until well, see, you that's, that's an, an, uh, a Western thought. You know, you, you do as much damage as you can with each, each weapon you have. But, again, I think this whole movie kind of falls in that whole weird anime thing where you, you have that weird, all right, I can kill you this way, but I need to kill you with my sword. And then they, they go to town. And, um, and I, and I the think Code of Honor. Yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, know if that's an anime just, thing. I think that's a, just a, a, a feudal Japanese uh, style. I'll go, I'll and, go with that too, but I, I don't know. I just a lot of this stuff makes more sense to me if I think of it. Well, right, whatever helps you cope. In that sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. I don't, I don't so, so at this part of the podcast, I'd like to talk about the trivia. Unfortunately, there isn't any. Um, there, there's none on IMDb. Like literally, there is no trivia. I can yeah. talk about maybe some that of the, is the trivia. I can talk about some of the the goofs that happens in this movie. Um, so, so instead of that, we're going to get into some tropes real quick. Um, oh, please. Oh, oh Lord, with samurai movies, there's there's bound to be yeah, yeah there plenty. Yeah, they were certainly. uh Oh, hold on. <laughs> My computer just went to sleep. There we go. All right, we're good. Um, so tropes. Um. <laughs> I only I only wrote um I only wrote two tropes down. Uh and I know there are more. But you've got the trope of I don't know what it has most tro- some tropes have names, some don't. Uh this is the trope that um like I am the way of the warrior and I want to die fighting and all of my people around me are going to we're all going to die. Yeah. Until we actually get to the scene where we have to die, and I don't want to die, and it's sad, and fighting is bad, and war is bad, and the guy's walking around, and there's 200 plus their 12, 11 dead, and everyone, he's, the guy is sad. And that's, there's, that's a trope somewhere in there. I don't know what it's called. You know, like, uh, other people do it in movies. Like, Jason Gordon-Levitt's character does it. Like, I have to have a gun. Oh, I shot a bad guy. Guns are bad. You know? Um, so the regretful warrior, I guess that's a good one. Regretful warrior. Um, that, that sounds like a biker gang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about the, uh, uh, the bad guys, you know, even though he's so evil, he's a very weak warrior or he wants to be, he wants to think he's a strong warrior, but he's a very weak type person. Yeah, that's a good one. And I hate that bad guy. Um, I, I, there's something about the bad guy that's willing to inflict pain on others personally. He personally inflicts pain. It's not like he's, um, I, I can't think of an example, but like, you know, Joffrey, right? Yeah. King Joffrey from game of Thrones. He's yeah. willing to inflict pain on others by, by telling other people what to do. He never physically does it himself because he's a weakling and that, right. and you, and you hate that at least, um, the other Lannister, um, uh, Jamie Lannister. You hate him, but at least he's willing to to go up to you and push a kid out the the you know the room, uh, and fall to his death almost. I, I believe. Well, we're not going to get into Game of Thrones, but Joffrey also does his fair share of of mutilating um, uh, innocent yeah. victims. Well, right, but but most of his. Of his evil reign is, is is because he tells other people what to do. That, yeah. Getting as back to my point is that this guy is so he's so evil, but he's he, like Chad was just saying he's the weak evil emperor guy. I don't know what you call him. Like you hate the emperor from the Star Wars movies, but he's still a badass. He's an old dude, but he can still freaking kick your ass. Um, like this guy, I feel like I think any one of the thirteen assassins could have kicked his butt. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, the first yeah. time, the first uh, instance that you see him, that you realize that he's a bad guy. It takes him three, you know, he stabs the guy in the back one, and then takes three different three different chops to chop this guy's head off. When any other samurai would do it in one clean sweep, right? 
I didn't think about that, the fact that he was weak and that it did take him three swipes. To... That's true. I never thought of that either. I mean, I, I remember him throwing the, the short sword at uh, the nature guy. Right. I mean, he nature has... Boy. Yeah, nature Boy. Nature Boy. Well, here you go. Here's another example. He's he's the um, he's uh, the, the evil emperor from Gladiator. There well, you go. He, he's, yeah. he's that guy. He's like, he's skilled, but he has to cheat in order to win. Yeah. You know, like he knows that he can't beat Russell Crowe in a fair fight, so I'm going to stab you in the kidney and then I'll fight you and still lose. But he's that guy. Um, and I did think it was funny toward the end when he was crawling in the mud dying. Spoiler. Um, he um, <laughs> Crying like a baby. Crying just like a child. And um, and he says he's, he's calling out in pain, which, again, was, I thought was just real bad acting. You know, yeah. it hurts. It's pain. He's like, "Oh, you feel pain." I'm like, "Well, wait a minute." You, there were some pretty bad deaths been, in this movie. I will you, say that. Yeah, some you, very. I I don't know if again if it's typical of samurai movies or, or Japanese movies to have overwrought death scenes, but yeah. I would hope I'd go uh, go out with a little bit more style than some of these guys. Yeah, <laughs> kill Bill at times. You know? <laughs> yeah, there were yeah. there were some that were pretty bad. I thought the one the, the one death that you knew they were all going to die. Pretty much, yeah. they all had to die except for one who has to tell the story. Um, but the guy, the only character again, there were two characters that I actually genuinely liked. You had Woodsman Dude, who I guess Corny just explained to me is a wood spirit. Or a, um, yep. um Now we're getting into you know the Avatar world. Maybe he was a, an Earthbender. Maybe that's how he lived. Um, ah. um, because he only ever threw rocks yeah. and, he, and used sticks. Uh, yeah. He was an earthbender. There you go. It all comes full <laughs> circle back to Avatar. Um, and then there was the other guy who was the who trained all his life as a samurai, but had never really done anything. The tall guy with the the, the real stern features who took out those three guys earlier in that, the movie. You know that describes about nine of them. I know, but he was the tall. Oh, one. the guy that used two swords at the end. And he was yeah, like, yeah, you know, he was like who gets by me. That yeah, badass. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He that. didn't have. He had a death scene, but I didn't see it. You know, it's like he's just fighting, and then all of a sudden he's on the ground. He looks at his master and says, "Master," and dies. And I thought. How did you die? I wanted to see that death. I wanted to see you take out nine more guys before one of them somehow accidentally killed you. Uh, again, he was the only character I liked just because I liked that his his badassery was, was probably the best to me. Badassery. Yeah. I, I, yes. I don't know if that's a word, but it is that tonight. That is a word. It is now. Um, again, him and... Any, did anybody else notice that one of the one of the guys, I think it was might have even been the first assassin death was was from some crazy random guy that was just flailing a sword yeah i thought that was uh i, I felt an that was interesting mo- way to go i thought that was most of their fighting style was just oh, flailing swords and um the bad the, the soldiers not these guys like these guys were like trained whatever trained samurai and well, I think guys. that's actually a, uh, a a a fighting style, you know, like Crouching Tiger, you know, the Crane, Flailing Sword, Drunk, uh, drunk, drunk Monkey, uh, Drunken Monkey. You know, I, I think that's actually something. Uh, we should look into that. <laughs> flailing Sword. That kind of sounds flailing like... Flailing Sword. That's a, the next Kung Fu I use the way of the Flailing Sword. It actually, sounds, like this. <laughs> that actually sounds like a ska band from the 90s. <laughs> flailing Sword. Yeah, Flailing Sword. Um... I also, and then my other trope was the um, the, the the crazy woods guy comes to save the day. Yeah. Um, uh, in in their moment of need, they happen to find some crazy woods guy again who was a wood nymph, and he's able to to save the day. So that, those are the only two that I have. If you have any more, please by all means. Oh, uh, you you've got uh, montages galore. You've got training oh, yeah, montages. You've, oh the my building. gosh! Okay. Where is it? Hold on, hold on. And we had a montage. <laughs> All right. All right, now, so... Uh, hold, hold on, before you, before you go on with the other ones, I want to talk about these montages for a second, okay? These were the most boring, uninspirational montages I have ever seen. <laughs> I didn't know montages could be boring. Montages are men doing things and building and... And pointing and saying things, and there's inspirational music behind it because they're all building something for a common goal. This had none of that. I was bored. I'm like, I didn't even know it was a montage until halfway through it. 
I was going to say, it actually did everything you just said, except there was no excitement to it. Right. It It was the worst montage ever. I mean, I've seen montages of, of really great scenes. I kept comparing in my mind, this movie to the 13th warrior. Oh, you can't do that. And, and I know just because it's, it's 13. Um, I I know that. And it's a bigger budget, but it's the same freaking story. Okay. Let's just think about that for a second. It's the same damn story. Just Thirteenth Warrior, which of course is based on a Michael Crichton book, which is based on um, the uh, the Grindel series, uh, the Grindel uh, that old uh, poem, the Beowulf poem. Beowulf. Um, so, so the the literature itself stands. It's a, it, it's an old story. This this story may be older than that. We don't know. They 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 showed it to us in eighteen thirty eight, but it could be an older historic Japanese story. I don't know. Uh, there's no trivia to tell me that. So, um, Corny, get on get on Wikipedia and see if there's any trivia about this movie. Um, on it. So, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Crap. Um, montage. Yeah. So, but just uh, oh yeah. So the Thirteenth Warrior. So, so the the Thirteenth Warrior has the montage of they're going to build the defenses around the house so that when the fireworm comes, they have something to defend themselves. That there's. There's excitement, and they're building, and they're sticking sticks in the ground, and there's the not James Horner, the Jerry Goldsmith music is, is playing in the background, and Antonio Banderas is looking sexy and whatever. I didn't get any of that. I just got a lot of, I don't, I got everything I wanted except one of the music and two excitement, and I, I, it was the most boring montage. Ever. Well, the one thing I didn't like, uh, you know, about the montage and and what they were trying to do, they didn't they didn't tell the story, you know. At least with what you you know, like you said, the Thirteenth Warrior, they had to build defenses. They were giving you reasons to dig the ditch, right. giving you reasons to build up the wall. You know, did we ever get a hint of these flying no. log walls? Did we get a hint of blowing up houses? How did they do that in a day? Okay, so I took that. I took that actually. They were there for uh, a much longer time. Yeah, I, I, it was more than a day from what I got. Well, they didn't portray it in that. I mean, oh no, no, not at they all. They showed up. The guy waves at him. He says, "We have work to do." He pulls out a map from somewhere. He starts pointing at crap, batting, batting that, or something. he says, "Batting down the hatches," or he literally says something that stupid and points <laughs> to like some rocks, and then. There's night, and then it was really convenient that it was very misty so that the army could come through the mist, um, which is a cool effect, but, you know, whatever. Uh, that could be a trope. Maybe that's another, that's another trope. Yeah, yeah. The, or the, the, know, the enemy the be- that... The beginning of a battle has to be murky. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, was, the fog of war. For you. That's actually what that trope is called, the fog of war. Trivia, please. Uh, first of all, this is actually a remake of the 1963 film of the same name, The 13 Assassins. Actually, The 13 Assassins as opposed to 13 Assassins. And uh, IMDB has, has to say this. Um, oh, no, not at all. Oh, uh, a sadistic daimyo. 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 Uh, rapes a <laughs> woman and murders her, both her and her husband. But even when one of his own vassals commits suicide to bring attention to the crime, the matter is... Uh, is quickly hushed up. <laughs> this is actually much longer on the plot sum- summary than uh, well, the the uh, the remake. I mean, they're both they're both the exact same story. It's just you know, different plot and whatever. So, you have any trivia? Actual trivia of the movie? Uh, let's see. That? It was it was um, nominated for the Golden Lion at the sixty seventh Venice International Film Festival. All right. Uh, let's see. Is not uh, nominated for uh, in the best film category at the thirty fourth Japanese Academy Awards. See, so it, it's got to be about yeah. the audience. It has to be. Yeah, I mean, if if it got an Academy Award in Japan or nominated for an Academy Award, then clearly, um, then people that that are a fan of that probably hate everything I've said so far. Yeah. And when, By the way, Opie, you were talking about releasing it in the United States. Yeah. It was never released in movie theaters. Oh, well, I had a gross. It was released on video on demand, DVD, and Blu-ray. Oh, well, that's a shame. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. Opening weekend, it scored $45,000 on four movie screens. and in Four Europe, movie screens? That's, <laughs> what, a theater? Well, it still got forty five grand off of four screenings. That's actually Probably not bad. You know, they, they did it in the middle of uh, San Francisco. Yeah, and, it's May 1st. 
uh, neighborhoods that would <laughs> like it. And in Chinatown. Um Oh wait, no, Little Japan is that a thing? I don't know. Is it, I don't know. It could be. Uh, and it earned uh, 124,000 pounds on 72 screens in London. Wow. So I mean, it it made it was on in theaters. You know who gave this two thumbs up? Uh, um. If you Mr. say Robert Ebert, I see. A, I feel a pun coming. Don't don't answer that question. <laughs> oh, speaking of bad puns, if you've listened to the first three episodes and you're now I'll listening, ta- hey, I'll tell you who didn't give it two thumbs up. Oh, jeez. Oh no, no. <laughs> anyway, I was actually thinking about this podcast, Cheap Seat Reviews. You can actually uh, instead of. Uh, the, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good, we could change it to Cheap Seat Reviews, where bad puns go to die. <laughs> uh, I think that's actually what we're going to have to start saying now, because uh, every week someone has a bad pun. Um, well, that was great trivia. Uh, that, uh, hearing that actually makes me feel a little bad that I hated this movie so much. Um, and there, are been, have, there have been some really great films in America that that did box office, you know, where the artist made zero money, but it won a freaking Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and that's, and, and maybe I have to, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I think a good movie kind of translates across the ocean. You know, if it, it's a good movie, then it's a good movie. So, um, uh, I, I don't know what to say. I didn't like it. I didn't have any fun with it. Um, that dumb bomb thing just completely ruined me. The, I love the bomb. The, the walls of death were ridiculous, uh, and the sword play was horrific. Other than that, it was a fine film. So and actually, if you look carefully, is... uh, you can see Kevin McAllister going, yes, 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 in the background. Uh, so, Sam, as what you were off. saying is that uh, someone set us up the bomb? What? No one gets this pun. No one, no one gets no, the reference? No, that, was, that was even worse than... That than really was bad. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't get it. it. It was an old... Lost in translation video game from many, many, many moons ago. Oh, well, I'm yeah. glad we all went. Down I was that thinking way. that at least one of the three would have got. <laughs> Sorry. Well, hopefully one of the one person out listening got that reference. One person. If, per- if you're that one person that got that reference, please write to us yeah. at Cheap Seat Reviews. Yeah. At uh, gmail dot at gmail dot com. So. Uh, anyway, I'm 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 getting to the point now where I don't really have anything else. To talk. Are any more tropes? Anything? Have anybody else? Anything they want to? That they just have to throw out? Um, I'm running I'm running out of steam here. Well, uh, no, I don't. All right, good. That's pretty much it. Good, because I'm I'm ready to 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 end this thing. Um, well, what, how? Well, uh, samurai style. Right. <laughs> I'll put his head. Yeah, samurais <laughs> fight to the death. Samurais fight to the death to sword out their problems. Yep, there it is. All right. Hey, folks, there you go. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to actually take points away because it, <laughs> it wasn't even clever. You um, know, it was not clever. No, at <laughs> least at least the ones that Chad threw out there, though grown, make you groan, are at least clever. So better luck next week. Sam, you lose this week. Oh. Um, uh, so uh, we're going to just kind of wrap this up in a nice little... Um, well, how much are we going to do rankings here? Yeah, oh, yeah, we're, that's, that's the thing we do every week. Every week we just kind of... We give it a one out of ten. Um, uh, what you felt uh, for this movie, um, and unfortunately, uh, I left my notes at work, so I didn't have anything clever to come up with here. So just create your own clever thing. Um, so corny, one out of ten. Go. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Um, oh, that was, that was gonna be awful. Uh, I'll give it. Uh, uh, seven, seven katanas out of ten. I I, I dated a girl whose last name was Katana, by the way. That's anyway. actually pretty badass. Yeah. Anyway, she's Ooh. now she's now an author and lives in New York. So Colleen, ah, yeah, uh, probably with a very Japanese? sharp personality. Oh, oh, oh yeah, let yeah. me guess. The pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Good job. Point. Corny wins. Uh, Corny gets earned a point. Uh, yeah. our, if you're keeping score at home, Chad is at zero. Corny has one. Sam has negative one. Oh, um, come on. Uh, Chad, <laughs> what do you got? Um, I'm going to have to give it uh, uh, two Ronin. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. That's... And uh, and point five noodles. 
There were there was no eating of noodles in this. Just <laughs> there was no eating at all. There was, was no there? eating at all. Yeah, the guy found a rabbit, <laughs> and they were like, "We don't have time for that, dude." I, I he, was he hit a rabbit with a stone from like nine hundred feet away. You got time to eat that roasted rabbit, uh, Sam? What do you got? Um, I actually I, I would give it a five and a half uh, shaved heads to hide male, male pattern baldness out of ten. Five and a, you were the one that defended this film. Wait, five and a half. Yeah, that Average. makes no sense. For someone who loves this, I, I'm just I'm speechless. I kind of am too, but I can't Average. be because I have my to, tongue has been cut out about this. Yeah, and arms and legs, <laughs> and, you're and bleeding arms and from legs. The eyes. Yeah, why was she bleeding from the eyes? So, and she sense. wasn't blind. I don't get that. Whatever. It's a thing. It, it, yep, five and a half. Five and a half. Average. Average, average. Well, it's better than average, but anyway. Um, all right. I would probably give this a uh, three blood bombs out of ten. Um, <laughs> I just the, – the, give me more of that and make it ridiculous or don't give me that at all. Um, I actually kind of would have liked more of that. Make the whole movie kind of fantastical. But – they didn't, and therefore I'm sad. Um, so there you go. So that's that. So also, uh, new tradition. Well, it's not a new tradition. The podcast is only four episodes old, so everything is new. Um, we're going to try to do a, a theme of the week where every week we kind of pick a kind of a top three of a random category that has something generally to do with this movie. Um, we we'll try to, anyway. So top three movie um, of... With people with no arms and no legs. Go. Oh jeez, Sam. Um, no. Oh, um, oh no, not, not that one. This not, week. not that one. We're we'll gonna save that one for later. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do top three films that have that were that are based, not filmed, but based around the Pacific, uh, like the Asian Pacific area uh, region of the world. Uh, so, Chad, uh, I know you and I are on the same page with one of them. So, go ahead. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Good Morning Vietnam. Right. I love that film. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Empire of the Sun. Sure. A uh, very difficult movie to watch, but if, a very good one nonetheless. It, it, great it, scoring. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that one again. I'm, I'm sure of it. And uh, I'm going to go with Mulan. All right. Mulan. Interesting. Nice. I'm going to make a man out of you. Ah, yes. Wait, wait. I hope you don't. This is a, a family-friendly <laughs> show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least PG-13. Yeah, we're, we're PG-13. Yeah. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Mulan is a good movie, and it has a lot of funny quotes. And Eddie Murphy is at his best when he's when he's portraying a, a an animal, yeah. uh, whether it's a donkey or a dragon. Uh, Mulan, I a, a thousand percent agree. Corny, what you got? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Rush Hour Three because they're in Paris. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm Rush Hour too. I'm okay. <laughs> and uh, and lastly, and I forgot about this film, but Ip Man, Ip Man, right? Uh, uh, it's on Netflix, and actually, it's uh, actually the story of uh, one of the teachers of Bruce Lee, and it's actually a very good movie. Really, I haven't seen that. I'll have to check that out. Cool. Uh, uh, Sam, um, I'll start my list off with, of course, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Nice. Uh, especially the second one. I like the second one better than the first. I do too. I really do. Gary Oldman's a good bad guy as always. Yeah. And oh yeah, there's something really um, endearing about that movie. Yeah, and I, my daughter loves it, I, and I love it that she loves it. Yeah. Then I've got um, a Clint Eastwood uh, dual feature of Letters uh, from Iwo Jima and, and Flags, Flags of Our Fathers. Both amazing movies, if you've ever seen that. And Flags of Our Fathers, the movie is based on the book Flags of Our Fathers, which is written by the same guy that also wrote the movie, the book Flyboys, um, not the movie in World War One Pilots. It, they're good books. They're really good books. They're, it, it's a hard read. Um, the movie is violent. The book is more so. Um, yeah. The, it's, it's rough stuff what we did to each other as human beings uh, and during World War Two. Especially on those islands out there. That's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and the, the, my top one, and this is not a cop-out, but uh, Life of Pi. Because it actually involved the shipwreck in the Asia-Pacific region. I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. Um, so. Yeah, and you had a crouching tiger and hidden fish. Hidden so, fish, yeah. yeah. Good job. 
Uh, I would pick. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to do a fourth one because uh, Empire of the Sun is on there. Uh, it's a good movie. It's it's a it's an underrated movie. It's one of Spielberg's better films. It stars a really young Christian Bale. It has one of John Williams' best scores ever. It has. Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, what's his name? Uh, he's crazy old actor now. Crap, he's in Red. Um, John Bruce Malkovich. Willis. No, John Malkovich is in it, uh, and he plays just a dupe, just a dirtbag, and, and you love him. Uh, really good film, um, Empire of the Sun. Um, uh, Forbidden Kingdom. The Jackie Chan Jet Li, when they finally got together, they created this movie. Oh yeah, that is one of Japan's mo- or China's. Sorry, China's. Uh, most ancient uh, stories uh, about the the Monkey King. It is a fun film. It's real dumb, and I love it because the kung fu is awesome. And Jet Li and Jackie Chan get to fight each other, and we've been waiting for that for years. Um, it's it's actually a genuinely fun movie. Um, I recommend it highly. Um, uh, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit, uh, also with the Kung Fu Panda. I really like that movie. Yeah, but yeah, and it's, gosh, yeah, it's fun to watch. You watch it over and over. And, and there's a there's movie. a lot of really great War War Two Pacific, you know, Tora Tora Midway are both really well. Tora 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 is better than Midway. Um, I even jokingly would throw in Pearl Harbor, uh, even though they only spend about five minutes in Japan bombing it, but. Uh, but my my I guess my number one film in that era area would probably have to be The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Really, mm. I really like that movie. I did too. Um, and mm. and that's a movie with a lot of subtlety. There's not a lot of action. It's a lot of it's a lot of them just talking about um, the various ways of the world and and why the, the Japanese culture is what it is and and why it's important that they keep traditions. Um, and not just go, you know, the American way and just build and buy and, and whatever. And, um, and Tom Cruise is, is, is genuinely, he's, he's actually really good in that movie. It's actually, I think one of his better acting roles because he's not just running somewhere. Isn't Um, that the one with the mounted cavalry, mounted samurai cavalry versus machine guns? Not machine guns, they're Gatling guns, but yes. Gatling guns. Okay. Yes. Uh, the, the the big battle at the end they they do um, they they pull a, a scene from ancient uh, ancient Greece where uh, the it's the battle of three hundred they make the reference to the battle of Th- the battle of Thermopylae where three hundred men stood against a, a great many um, uh, in, in 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 order to save their home and <clears throat> Tom Cruise is telling this to uh, uh, I can't remember the actor's name and he said did they win and he said no they lost. And he smiled and he said, "Good." Um, again, that that warrior samurai mentality that it's it's good to die in battle. Um, so it's a good movie. I think it's a good movie. I really liked it. It's long, but it's a good movie. Uh, at least I think so. If you disagree, then you can go eat some potato chips and watch it. Anyway, um, heads will roll. Heads will roll. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh. How long were you any- sitting on that one? By oh, the way, did, did anybody expect the hole, they had to actually fall into the latrine? I was disappointed when it didn't. To the latrine? Like down the hole. What? What are you talking In the about? movie. What? 13 Assassins. What? When were they in a latrine? You didn't. When the bad guy's head got chopped off, it bounced into a outhouse. Oh, that and, was an outhouse. I never got and that. And skirted around the hole into the uh to go beneath the outhouse. I never... Was that when he was like, "Why did you kick the head?" And he's like, "Oh, you can kick my head." If no, you... no, this was after. Oh, okay. This was the actual. This was the he... Shogun guy. Or I thought he just this... it just rolled over into some mud. No, I think you're making something up to to be funny. Uh, anyway. yeah. Well, crap. Um, like that. See, there, there, there's your joke that you you missed out on, Sam. You could have gotten into the into the positive. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for 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 thirteen assassins. Um. Uh, what are we watching? Uh, this is again, another part of the little show where we kind of talk about things that we have watched. Uh, anybody watching anything fun? Chad, you watching anything right now? I am watching nothing. I'm watching kids. All right. Well, you're a beer band director. You're allowed to do that. Um, yeah. Let's clarify that. <laughs> I am getting paid. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't. That, way, that sounds even worse. <laughs> you're being paid by the school system to babysit a bunch of children. And they just happen to play. Being paid poorly yeah. by the state of North Carolina. <laughs> To babysit children. Corn, are you watching anything? 
Actually, uh, I, tonight I watched the Bill Nye versus, or, or sorry, debate uh, Ken Ham uh, on YouTube, and it was fantastic. I'm, I know there's going to be a video of that later. So um, it's about uh, creationism versus evolution, and it was pretty interesting. You should go check it out. Sam? I uh, started getting into, uh, it's, it's a story about Chad's life. It's an idiot abroad. <laughs> um, oh, so you're saying that I travel. <laughs> uh, it's a, basically a guy going around the world who is a known grump, and it's uh, quite funny. Quite nice. funny. I, I watched the, the new uh, Jack Ryan film this past weekend. Is it um, as terrible as everybody's saying it no, is? No, it's not. People are, are mean, and I don't know what's wrong with people. Here's the issue. Here's my. I'm gonna. We're gonna take just a minute to, to talk about this for just a second. I'm not gonna spoil anything. People wa- went into this movie expecting it to be the next Jason Bourne, and that's. And I think mm. that's part of the problem is that it's it's not supposed to be Jason Bourne. Jack Ryan isn't supposed to be this badass fighter spy espionage. He's an accountant. He's a he's a really smart guy. He was a marine. Uh, he, he was injured in a helicopter accident, but he's really really smart. And that's how he's able to do his his stuff, mostly with his mind. Yes, there are some action sequences. It would be really boring if there weren't. <coughs> Excuse me. But I, I think people... Wait, the marketing, and now that I'm thinking about it, does kind of try to point it to a Jason Bourne type movie. Right. I'm wondering if that's the problem. Part of the problem is that. One is part of the problem is that they, they, they hyped it up too much like an action film. And I think that the, the studio thought that if they, act, they hyped it up like a Jack Ryan film, which is mostly, I mean, Red October doesn't have a lot of action. There really isn't. It's all about the espionage yeah. and, and what are they going to do next and how can we get the advantage over this guy. And the other three movies are pretty much like, well, some of all fears gets a little action-y, but the other two... The action only happens when it's a necessity. You know, uh, Harrison Ford only fights somebody because he has to. Someone comes to his house. You know, you know, Boromir comes to his house and he has to fight him off. You know, so um, I think I think that the criticism of the movie is unfair. And I think another issue is that they marketed the movie like there's a lot of um, backstabbing go along because like Kira yeah. Knightley is his is his fiance in the movie. And there's actually a line in the movie where you hear Kevin Costner say, you have to choose somebody to trust, and the image shows her. She's just his wife. You know, like to Jack Ryan, that's never an issue. There's no question of, and I hope I didn't ruin the movie for any of you, but, and, and Kevin yeah. Costner is just, he just plays the father figure. He's not, it's not like in that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where Russell Crowe was that conniving CIA agent. Like, there's none of that. It's just... The good guys are good guys, and the bad guys are bad guys, and it's it's a good movie. So people that don't like it are – there's some kind of dumb tech in the movie, and that kind of bothers me. Like I've talked about that before. I don't like bad tech, but it's other than that, it's a really good movie. So go watch it. I, re- I recommend it, obviously. Um, yeah. So great. Well, um, shoot. Um well, Cor- thanks, Corny. So, Corny, what are we watching next? <laughs> what are we watching next week? Assuming that this podcast <clears throat> works, um, uh, if and there's a story behind that, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, uh, yeah. Corny. Uh, so, what are we watching next week? Uh, next, we'll be watching the Untouchables. I'm sorry, the uh, what? I'm sorry. What did you say? The, the Untouchables. Oh, the, the Skype went all funky for a second. It literally thought you said the Unpunchables. That's what I thought he said. Uh, it stars uh, Christian Kane as uh, Elliot Smith, or right. Elliot from uh, <laughs> Leverage. Anyway, right. The Untouchables, uh, which I, I is a movie I, I really enjoy, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've never seen it, so there you go. Um, but I've never seen this dribble either, and I'm, I am not better for it. Um, well, if you ever find yourself in 1844 Japan, seriously, last you'll samurai, know better. The Last Samurai, I think, is a better film. I would no rather, way. I would rather go watch that than this again. No, it's, amen. It's a better <laughs> film, and it explains everything that's going on. Plus, you're going to get some. You still get the Japanese culture. You get, but you don't but, get a wood nymph. But you get I mean, way yeah. better dialogue. You get, um, you get freaking Tom Cruise kills like six guys, and he is unarmed, like. And that scene's awesome. So, Last Samurai is a better film. 
Um, yeah. Now, when you say unarmed, you have to be very careful because of the movie we just watched. Nah, just giving you a heads up. That's true. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda was a better film than this, um, and had a better soundtrack. I don't even like. Yeah, I don't even know there was a soundtrack oh. to this movie. Corny, you better watch your tongue. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think Corny still wins this episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what he said, but it was hilarious. So, um, well, that's, that's going to really do it for us. I, I'm, I've run out of things to say, so I'm just going to stop talking. Uh, so please, please send your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to read them on air. Um, agree or disagree? Who do you, who do you uh, agree with in this episode? Um, the, 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 smart, the smarter folks who can read? Or, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. The, or the Sam and Corny. Uneducated <laughs> yes. non-readers of the group. Right. Uh, it, yeah, so please send your emails uh, to there. A uh, special thanks goes out to the Sight & Sound AV at sightandsoundnc.com. They provide uh, the gear that makes most of this possible. Uh, to Steve Everett for our bumper music, uh, check, him out, check him out at steveverett.net. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Somebody did. Thank you. Yes, thank uh, you. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews and follow us on Twitter at cheap seat cast. Uh, so on behalf of, of, of Sam and Chad and Corny, uh, this is Sean saying thanks for listening. Good night. And don't get shot in the face with a bow and arrow. <laughs>